0: Julio I I lost her just like that she was in my grasp <laughs> one day she was gonna be my wife and now she's gone forever I'm sorry Katie I love you I miss you already <laughs> no I just kidding um congratulations to Katie Wu she got a job being a beat writer for the Cardinals so that's awesome um for the athletic
1: shout out to a friend yeah. Alex shout Coffey. Out to,
0: yeah 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 oh maybe she can set us
1: up <laughs> well think about it we also had jessica kleinschmidt on too so i don't think they i don't think they were working tell. together then doesn't matter it it's doesn't NBC, matter this, is a, bit. this is a bit look. it's yeah. too late it's too late it's gone hey chris look just take that bachelor audition like no. i joked about with you earlier and no.
0: welcome to town tailgate where we talk about my romantic life all the time because i'm 29 and still single with no potential uh matches that's why and uh julio sent me literally a screenshot of a bachelor audition was like can i sign you up and i told him fuck no <laughs> like, if he if he's but Mich- Mich- if Mich- he set up. Uh, michelle's awesome and she's awesome agreed. uh if she if he set me up on that i just wouldn't go to the zoom meeting it just wouldn't happen um we are two days away from uh at least the day that we're recording is two days away from opening day it is tuesday march 30th uh we are finishing off up our um final portion of our three part season preview we have um uh, what's john's last name? I'm totally blanking. I don't know why.
1: We yeah, so we're doing AL West or NL West to our best Coast West Coast with uh John first Boom. He is the co-host of the Super Halo Bros, which is a Los Angeles Angels uh podcast. You can find it wherever podcasts are where you listen. Um uh, but also we're going to we're 2 days away from yeah. the season, so hey what, what do we think is going to happen? What are our predictions? So Chris and I are going to talk in the back half about some A's team predictions as well as cementing uh, what the playoffs are going to look and like. And there's not really any news
0: um, out of like the spring training camp since our last pod, so we're just going to skip that. And we're going to jump into the West season preview. So here we go. All right. So welcome back from that quick intro. Um, the final Part of our three-part MLB season preview. We're going to do the West divisions. Of course, we saved the best for last. Best Coast, Best Coast, West Coast is obviously the best coast. We have a special guest this week. um, A good friend of Julio. So I'll let Julio. I'll let you introduce him.
1: Yeah, here is one of my good pals, uh, John Fish. And we've known each other for about three, four years now, or so. Yeah. But uh, a little something about John. He is a Angel fan, like fanatic. One of the few, <laughs> yes. uh, but also uh, he actually started up a new project with him and his brother. They host an Angels fan podcast called the Super Halo Bros. You can find that on uh, anywhere you can get find your bo- podcast. You can also follow them on Instagram and you're on Twitter as well.
0: Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know. It's such I, an amazing I, name, John. By the way, like <laughs> it's just fucking. It's just like just so on point. And the graphic well, my bro- is excellent too. Oh, I love it. Thanks, you
1: guys. I appreciate you
2: guys having me on. Yeah, my brother and I, uh, we we just found ourselves talking about Halo Baseball all the time, texting back and forth, and whenever we're in person, we talk about it. So it was like, you know what? We need to take this energy and put it into a podcast. So that's what we did, and I was like, how do I work brother, the fact that we're brothers into the title, and I was like... Super Halo Bros. There it is. And then my friend, uh, Kalin, she did the artwork, and I'm just so thrilled with it. So, yeah, but I appreciate you
0: guys having me on. Dude, John, that's funny you say that. That's exactly how me and Julio derived this podcast because I have – yeah. I have a separate one that I do um, that was just like sports talk in general. Mm-hmm. And Julio would always come on there and we talk about baseball. And then we noticed that all of our text conversations were like talking about A's and talking about the league. <laughs> and we were just like, dude, we should just fucking do our own show. Right. Just, just so
2: make
1: it easy. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we've known, Chris and I have known each other since we were kids. Because his brother, yeah. his brother and I, or it's funny, actually, we saw each other last night for dinner and stuff. But, yeah. I've um, known his brother since kindergarten. Before we go on to the subject, um, I think 2021. You know, where everyone's getting vaccinated, the world's getting, right. getting back to normal. It's all about shooting your shot. And John, you have the <laughs> ultimate ace or Angels fan shooting your shot. I don't know if you saw this, Chris, but John. No, please inform oh, go me. Go ahead, go ahead and tell. Them. It's it's great.
2: Okay, so uh, Sunday night, um, Darren Sutton and Mark Gubiza were were talking about the Angels that they want to see come back for the Angels' 60th season celebration. And Gooby's great because anytime you tweet him, he always will tweet you back or give you a comment back. It makes you feel good, right? And so um, I tweeted at him and I said, hey, and I tweeted from our podcast handle and I said, would love to see Weaver come back for the 60 celebration. And I tagged Weaver and I tagged Gooby. Gooby liked it. And then Weaver got on and said, "Uh, they lost my number a long time ago.
0: dude <laughs> that's just cold-blooded and so
2: i told him i replied well first i was like oh my gosh so i text my brother i was yeah, like what do i say out. so he he gave me the the words to share so i uh tweeted weaver back and i said you know what we'll have you on our podcast and we'll do our own 60th anniversary celebration and you'll be the guest of honor we won't leave you on red and he said no thanks but good luck with the podcast though <laughs> <laughs> So hey, like, why not? Shoot. Shoot, so- shot. shoot or shoot.
0: Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot, man. Shoot or shoot. Might be the theme of this podcast. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, Weaver, would you say greatest Angels pitcher of all time? Nolan Ryan. No, I, yeah, you got to go Nolan Ryan. Um, Nolan you got Ryan De- had what, like two years though, bro? Didn't? Wasn't he mostly with the Astros and the Rangers? Uh, he had about, I think he had about seven or eight years with us. He did uh, play forever, so yeah. Uh, yeah. And
2: then you got like yeah. you got like Dean Chance. Um, you know, we had John Lackey at one point. I mean, there's, there's just so many great pitchers over the years. And we were talking about this on our podcast in the 90s. I mean, you had Chuck Finley, Jim Abbott, Mark Langston. Jim Abbott, those, the one-handed wonder. Yeah, that's right. And those guys were pitching in the steroid era. So I would I would yeah. love to see, you know, just what their stats might be um minus steroids <laughs> because those
0: guys were really solid Weaver had such dirty stuff though cuz he never yes. threw like harder than like 89 miles per hour but yeah, he just I... had such his his just repertoire of pitches and just how just dirty they were and just like you never you never saw it coming Exactly. And he's so tall and deceptive that when yeah. he's
2: winding up, you know, he's, he's behind his body. Yeah. And you don't know where that ar- where that release point's going to be when you're against him. So I think that's why he was so effective for so long. But once he started hitting 82, 83 and just didn't have it anymore, like the off speed stuff was still there. But just when you have no fastball to rely on. Yeah. I a mean, lot well, that's, like Barry Zito kind of. Yeah, uh, exactly.
0: It's a good, I would think it's a pretty good comparison. I had to right, double check. Right. Nolan
1: Ryan had eight all star appearances as an angel.
0: Oh wow. man, he but played weird. for so never, long. Never won though, a Cy dude. Young, dude. I, can't I can't know believe he's we never just won talked Cy that's, that's about it. It. that's a that's <laughs> such a fucking joke. And he <laughs> and he did it from both ends, um, uh, uh like uh, of the of the roster. He did it as a closer and he did it as a starter. And that dude right. never fucking got one. It makes no sense. And, and like I, I'm trying to think of like guys who in the past who, um, like legendary pitchers have done it. I think John Smoltz is the only other guy off the top of my head that I think has gone both ends of of of, uh, of the pitching spectrum and John Smoltz even has a uh, Cy Young it's,
1: it's just absolutely blows my mind who
0: were they giving it to back then that's what I want to know
1: <laughs> the 70s part. I know Catfish got one mm. yeah yeah Uh. 70s, Raleigh Fingers uh, got one in the 70s uh, too uh, uh, no I think like early 80s because that was when he was at the Brewers
0: oh yeah yeah That's bizarre. anyway we'll reminisce on another episode yes. because obviously we're going to do a lot of collaborations this season because we play each other so much um, right so let's uh let's jump into the preview. So, John, you didn't have time to prep um, um rankings and stuff like that, correct? Yeah, unfortunately,
2: I uh, I got the agenda for our podcast from my brother. He sets that up for us, and it was like writing an essay. So <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you you can comment on our rankings and, and tell you
0: how you feel about it. Um, all right, Julio, I'm gonna go first. So we'll start with we'll start with lineups. Start with the NL. Um, this one was pretty easy for me. Um, I felt like they were the best offensive lineup in the league last year. Um I would say that the second best offensive lineup in in the in all of baseball is number 2 in this spot, but the Padres were one for me, the Dodgers were two. Um I mean the D-backs were 3. It, the list falls off quite a bit after that. The D-backs were 3, the Rockies were 4, the Giants were 5. The only reason why I even have the Rockies above the Giants is because of Charlie Blackman and Trevor Story. Nobody everybody on the Giants is like an aging like was kind of good player. Like not even an aging superstar, an aging except for Buster, an aging an aging like eh he was pretty good like right. for a couple of years. Like and so
1: now he's like completely aged and it's just done. Um Julio, what'd you have? So, I've got flipped a couple spots. Uh I've got the Dodgers one, uh Padres two, the Diamondbacks three, the Giants four, and then the Rockies five. I like I understand the logic of like Yeah, the Giants, they're just waiting for Brandon Bell and like Brandon Crawford's and Posey's contract to go down. But like overall, I think it's a. There's not really like a part of the lineup where you can look and be like, that guy's fucking terrible. It's like, you know, I would. Even though Longoria's been kind of beat up, I think he's still pretty serviceable third. And then like Tommy Lestella there, Wilmer Flores, like they got some depth in the infield and this Drem's game, right? It's. And like with the Rockies, it's pretty much just like. You said it. It's Blackman and and story, and that's what puts them over the top.
0: I agree. They have some depth. Um, the Giants do, but like at the end of the day, you have to put runs on the board, and there's no one who can hit the ball long to put runs on the board. It's just gonna be like a stringing of single, singles, hoping that you can string up together like six hits in a row to, or, and maybe a walk to try and bring guys in. Like if you can't get a double, if you can't hit the wall or get it over the wall, you're not going to bring, you're not going to put runs in the scoreboard. That's kind of was a selling factor for me when, you know, regardless of how shallow the depth is on, um, on the Rockies, like with those two guys, like they still play in fucking course field. So someone on that, on that roster is going to be able to hit it out of the park, uh, more often than the giants, at least.
2: That's what I was thinking too uh, when you brought up the fact that you put the Rockies ahead of the Giants. Like the the fact that they're playing in that high altitude at Coors Field, I mean, the the ball's just going to pop off the bats there, and so you're going to see a lot more offensive production out of those guys for sure. Yeah, Um, it's I I you know I go back and forth between the Dodgers and the Padres. um, If I were to rank them one and two, Um, I think overall I like the Padres as a whole, and I would put them at number one. But but in terms of that lineup, I
0: think you got to go Dodgers. So w- why, why 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 about the Dodgers? Would you take that, that one? Is it the depth of the lineup and, and and stuff like that but like it's just it having I for me like having Machado and, and Tatis in the middle, it just kind of like sells it for me. There's nobody That's with fair. that that much intimidation for that with at that level with the giant with the with the Dodgers. Granted, you can say that all, with, with Mookie Granted, and all, Bellinger though. Granted, all, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. good. Point. And Will Smith, Mookie. I don't know about yeah. Seager, man. See, or not. Seager was. Seager awesome had. Seager had a. Guy. He had a good year last year. He had a good year last year. Bellinger fell off a little bit. That's also where my worry was a little bit. But yeah, would definitely with Mookie. Uh, Max Muncy doesn't play every day, so that's kind of a weird situation. Be, but right. that, that that definitely goes back to their depth. Um, I don't know. I mean,
1: I think he's maybe I'm be... blinded by the stardom. I think he's going to be playing every day for the sake of like, and that was the only knock I really had with the Dodgers lineup is like, they did lose a lot of depth, you know, with like Jock going to Chicago, and then Kika going to Boston. Like you kind of lose some big backup bats in that lineup, but still, it's like um, Gavin Lux was supposed to be a, a highly touted prospect of uh, the second baseman of the future last year. It didn't pan out at that 60 game season. And he had a great spring. And I think now is probably the time where he breaks out. But it's like, dude. But it really is like, pick your poison between these two lineups. There's not a really mm-hmm. wrong answer, Definitely. and that just shows you like how great they both like offensively are going to be this year.
2: Yeah, and 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 for me, I think there's just a feeling here of of every Dodger hitter feels dangerous. Like every single one down that lineup is just like they have the potential to do something meaningful in the game, and and just to, to face that one through nine is is you know, a tall task, a tall order. So yeah, as a starter,
0: um, you never get a break. So I get that. Right. Uh, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move to the American league. Um, so the Mariners are, I'm pretty sure they're in last in every single one of my <laughs> lists. Yep. They are. They're in last for every single one. I don't even know if they, I couldn't recognize any of the names on their roster. So I don't even know if they made any additions, but we'll save that for the end. Um, Mariners are five. Um, the Rangers were four. The Astros were three. Although I, contemplated putting them four because they lost a important player for them um the angels are two and then obviously the a's are one um even with the loss of marcus Simeon, they just did work to figure that one out julio uh
1: it's funny i've actually got the rangers last and everything so i've got the rangers five, oh really <laughs> is, yeah I've rangers five i got seattle four uh i've got the angels three and this is my only Non Homer. I got the A's two and then the Astros one. The thing is, like, even though they lost George Springer, like, that's still an insane, like, offensive potent lineup that, like, Jordan Alvarez barely played last year. He's going to be playing back at their full time DH slot. Um, The team sounds pretty high on Miles Straw out there, the second, the shorts, the center fielder of the future, and that's why they let Springer go. And yeah, it's like, I don't think El Tuve's. I don't know if he's ever going to hit, like, 350 like he did, like, those, you know, buzzer years. I still think yeah, it's going to... right.
2: Not without the trash can.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he still will kind of go back to at least, like, a pretty good hitter and not like he was last year. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, there's just still a lot of pop, as much as I hate to say it, because it's just, like, we want them to lose. We all want to right. root, wanna root <laughs> against them so bad. But last year, show, showed, like, they can still hit. They When they want to hit, they can still hit the shit out of the ball. Um, and... But that was the only thing I really had. But I was gonna say, uh, John, you and I actually talked about Seattle on the side. That like, that offense, yeah. even though they don't have the names right now, right? Um, they're gonna be pesky. Uh, you know, they're always pesky. Man. Kyle they Lewis, just, Rook of the Year last year. Taylor Trammell is gonna yeah. be called up. Um, yeah, I
0: just don't know if that this year is the year that they're gonna be a little bit more pesky. You know what I mean? Like, I I just wasn't sold yet.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm also really looking forward to see. I know he's not starting the season with them, but uh, I think they got another rookie of the year candidate in Jared Kellenick. That guy is he's got power, he's got speed, he's a lefty, he hits it to all fields. Like man, he he's gonna be something special to watch. Um, I don't know they're 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 not starting out the season with him, like I said, but um, if they bring him up, I think he could be easily a rookie of the year candidate for for those guys. And
0: but that's go. definitely a contractual thing. I, yeah, I, I mean, exactly. I, he'll, we'll see yeah. him in a month. I guarantee right. it. Now, yeah. um,
1: do you agree with our assessment for the Angels, two and three?
0: Yeah, I think they fit in
2: somewhere around there because, I mean, up and down the line, like, you guys, as an Angel fan, like I am not worried about our offense. I'm not worried about our production. It, when yeah. it comes to this team, it's just all about that pitching. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, they made a ton of moves, and, and not to get into bullpen yet, but they made a ton of moves on Monday night to to have some depth. But as far as the offensive output goes, um, I think I would lean more toward a two, uh, but I could see a three just because of uh, I would I would I would put them ahead of the Astros, but I would put them behind the A's, for sure.
1: The only thing that concerned me with the Angels is, like, just the age of their corner outfielders with, like, Joe Adele not starting the season on the roster. Yeah. And just, like, it's Jessica Fowler and Justin Upton and left and right. And there's no
0: consistency with those guys. There's no consistency with those two guys. There's no consistency with fucking anybody on their fucking roster offensively except for Otani, Trout, and Rendon. You can make the argument that maybe that's enough, but, like, I don't know, man. And I look thing, at our like, roster it, it and like I out. trust every single player on our on our starting our starting roster. Like every single player, that can get a big hit when you need it.
2: Well, we got. I, I always tease. I always tease Julio about David Fletcher because I told him last year I was like, "Watch this guy," and he's just so annoying, especially against the A's. But that guy <laughs> will always find a way to get on base. And he'll he'll swing out of his shoes. He'll swing at something at eye level and bloop it over the shortstop or over the mm. second baseman. And he just has a funny way of doing that. Um, and then. You know, it seems like they're going to go Fletcher, Otani, Trout, Rendon as the top four. Um, Upton's interesting because Upton is always streaky. You can count on him to give you, you know, he has been his whole career. Yeah, and and you can count on him to have power for ten games and then just go cold for ten games. One thing I'm encouraged by is he's making a lot of contact in spring training, Um, so he's seeing the ball really well and he's not. He's not taking those strikeouts and swinging at junk like he used to over the last year or so. Um, And then I think about Jose Iglesias, man, has been a really pleasant surprise. I really loved Andrelton Simmons' defense, and I think that you get knocked down a few ticks with Jose Iglesias, but his bat is better than Simmons was last year. But also, he's made some crazy plays in spring training, so... Um, I'm, I'm, and, and you guys are exactly right about those corner outfielders between Upton and Fowler, but we also, um, we have Juan Ligaris, who's going to be our fourth outfielder and he I do like had, him. I do like he's him. been playing. Yeah. He played in the, uh, I believe the Dominican leagues over mm-hmm. the winter t- and, and got an MVP there and he has just been showing up and, and, um, being great in the outfield in terms of defense But he his bat has some pop, and I don't think he had that the last time he was in the majors. And so it's going to be really interesting. I would see him starting over Dexter Fowler. Dexter Fowler was a
0: weird move to me in the first place because I yeah. So Dexter Fowler pretty much had one good season, and it was the season that they won the World Series. That's the way that I see Dexter Fowler. Yeah, and ever since then he's been like extremely mediocre. Like hitting like 220 or something like that. Right. And And, and I get it that you need to like fill these roster spots and, and he has some speed and he's a good, he's above average defender, but I don't know. That was really weird to me, especially when you have like some prospects that, that you need to develop a little bit and they need to get major league at bats. Exactly. I
2: think Um, that was questionable to me too. I think with not having a real minor league season last year, we didn't get to see Brandon Marsh and, and Joe Adele do or have the development that they needed in the minor leagues. Like, Clearly, Joe Adele wasn't ready. Um, I think some seasoning in AAA this season to start out the year uh, would be good for him and for Marsh. So I would expect to see one or both of those guys up at some point during the season. Um, and I think Fowler is a culture guy. I think um, our new GM, Perry Manassian, <laughs> sure. has been really like want uh, trying to develop... like a good locker room atmosphere because it's honestly been lacking and, and these last few years have been really pathetic in terms of, uh, you know, team cohesion. So I I think if anything Fowler brings to the table is just like a good
0: locker room guy, (laughs) I think that's, that's the value that he brings. So, yeah. That's the most analysis you will ever hear anywhere in the history of baseball podcasts on the Angels right there. There you go. You got the entire, <laughs> you got the entire clubhouse makeup. Except for our podcast. Yeah, yeah. You got, the, you got the entire clubhouse makeup right there. I want to go back to the Astros real quick because look, it's been a year, so I get that like a lot of people have forgotten about it. But I don't know what Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, and Yuli Gurriel can do without video evidence helping them. Every single pitch. Yep. I really don't. Yuli Gurriel hit 220 last year. Alex Bregman hit 230. Jose Altuve. I mean, I didn't even look up his stats because I just know they're historically fucking god awful. <laughs> I, I mean, Carlos Correa is the only one who like figured it out last year, and, and Michael Brantley. Um, I like Kyle Tucker. That's great. Um, I I like um uh, what's his face the the, the the rookie the rookie sensation DH. I forgot his, I forgot his name. Oh, right.
1: Jordan Alvarez.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um I. J- but I Oh, man. I just you they're that's fine. They won't they beat us in in the ALDS, but everybody beats us in the ALDS. So that's not that impressive to me. Yeah. Um until 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 A Billy Bean run A's team finally wins an ALDS, then that'll be impressive to me. But they don't, so well. Let's remember you guys got in with a winning record (laughs)
2: last season, and they didn't. (laughs) Yeah, like that's just that that makes me so mad. I'm so glad that we're back to normal
0: playoffs this season. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's just whatever they can. They gotta prove it to me, and they can also go fuck themselves. Um. More important the A's. With the A's again, it's exactly what I said. So like when they lost Marcus and they lost Chris Davis, that was that hurt. But they found guys to fill all those positions that are solid um, veterans um, and reliable veterans. So um, and I don't see a weak position on our roster. No,
1: yeah. So. At the end of the day, like yeah. um, Elvis, I don't. I think he's probably the biggest X factor. It's like, are we going to get Elvis from like two, three years ago, where he was saying like two eighty and he stole twenty bases? Or are we going to get Elvis from, you know, 2019, where he was injured most of the season. Um, I think offensively, to me, we know what Matt, the mats are going to do. We know what uh, Ramon's going to be doing. Piscotty, if he's healthy, he'll be hitting, like, 20 home runs. Canna just going to be on base machine. It, and, um, and Sean Murphy looks like he's going to be the catcher of the future. And arguably, he could be, like, one of the best catchers in the American League by it all. And it's just, it all rides on Elvis. Like, if Elvis can get back to what he could be, then it's like, yeah. I would the one. Can't,
0: can't you make the argument that a winning environment will potentially bring that out of him because he's been in a losing environment for the past 4 years and he's been yeah. bad for the past and Actually, he was only bad in 2019. He was he was pretty he was pretty decent every other year. And when you're in a losing environment, yeah, you don't have much motivation to get out there and 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 try and move runners up and stuff like that. I think he's going to be a completely revamped like like leader in this clubhouse he's gonna have so much fun and and he's gonna hit in that two spot and it's just gonna be perfect for him and and yeah i, I don't know i i, I think it's gonna change um and again there's only one outlier season in the past five seasons really yeah,
1: yeah. i think it's time about talking uh, some pitching, boys yeah Oof. i'll go ahead and lead us off here uh so i have the dodgers one i have the padres two uh the diamondbacks three this is, I think this is pretty much the same in every category now that I think about it almost. Uh, Diamondbacks 3, Giants 4, Rockies 5. Um,
0: I have, yeah, the Rockies 5, the Diamondbacks 4, the Giants 3, Padres 2, and the Dodgers 1. The Dodgers were already so good, and then they added yeah. the best pitcher in the on the market. It's just like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, the Padres did work. And if Clevenger's healthy... I might take a second look. I probably would still stick with the Dodgers. I but I might take a second look. But they did so they did work in the offseason. And the thing yeah, is, we, I don't I don't imagine Clevenger will come back until next season. Yeah, he's out yeah. all the year. Yeah, he's yeah. out.
1: But still, yeah. like they have the wild cards of Mackenzie Gore and then um, again, yeah, there was other pitcher Patino. No, um, I can't remember who the other. But like they still have like two top, the, two of their top prospects are both like hurlers. So, but yeah, man, it's just like. Take your poise. You're gonna go into three game series against the Dodgers. Cool. Well, here's Kershaw, Bueller, Bauer. Oh, well, you we make it to five. All right. Cool. Well, here's um Julio Urias, who was a World Series hero, and Dustin and- May, and Justin May, and David Price, and Tony yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we're gonna pitch. Oh yeah, we're and David Price out of the bullpen. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. You guys are fucked. As good as like the Padres' rotation is, lights out. It's just like you're in the division with the same. But that was, um, yeah, the best. I, I just want to highlight real quick because I I don't, I don't really see us talking about it too much. The Giants' rotation actually isn't bad.
0: Like yeah, straight up, would if agree. you put
1: that Giants' rotation with the Angels, like I think that's that could be like a pretty like I think the Angels could make a decent run with that rotation. Like Brent Kevin Gosman was super underrated last year. Um, he was
0: he was a I'm I'm surprised they didn't trade him because I feel like they could have got a lot of value from him. I'm I mean good job for keeping him. It worked yeah. out, but. Uh, Johnny Cueto. I just don't know what are we gonna get out of Cueto though you know what He's, are we yeah. gonna get out
1: of him if you can get something out of him then maybe uh Anthony Discafani is all right and then Logan Red, but then Alex Wood too is a five like it's yeah. if he can kind of collect anything again we said like we that's a broken record with all this stuff we talk about um uh, he gonna put up a decent rotation but it's like the I think the Diamondbacks still have the talent ahead of them um <laughs> The only reason that would probably be hurt a little bit is just because Arizona is not a great pitching park. Um, but like, yeah, the Giants. I'll give them their credit where credit due is for kind of putting a b- rotation on the budget. They did a decent job.
2: It seems like they they always find a way to just stay in there and hang in there, especially with their with their rotation. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll see more of the same of that. Absolutely. I
0: don't know if it's going to be enough to like put them over the hump in a right in no. another five team playoff. If there's eighteen playoffs, like yeah, they're interesting. But can I just talk about the Rockies real quick? A whole lot of shoulda, coulda, wouldas oh, is boy. what I like to call them. Whole lot of them. Um, Jermaine Marquez. I mean, Herman. Come on, German, dude. Whatever. Are are you for real right now? You're gonna come at me about about pronouncing things correctly on this podcast? <laughs> wow. Um, Kyle Freeland, John Gray, a whole lot of like high prospects, and
1: then just like eh, above average. You guys remember when Kyle Freeland finished fourth at Cy Young, like in 2018? What I don't know. Happened? Was, it, was that 2018? 2018, 2018 or twenty seventeen. It's when they went they went to a wild card game. And uh oh yeah, it was uh, uh it must have been 2018 because that was the first year they did him yeah Whatever. there was
2: a lot of talk about herman marquez and getting him out of uh colorado because his adjusted stats for not pitching at course field are actually really solid yeah and so we they were, are I, they're as really an angel solid. fan i was crossing
0: my fingers like can we please trade for him
2: <laughs> didn't happen didn't happen
0: oh yeah look at that he had 17 wins a 2.8 ERA. That's pretty damn good for uh, Coors Field. Well done. Well done there, Kyle Freeland. Well, too bad you're three and eleven in 2019, and then two and three. And oh my God, he had a six ERA in 2019. Why did they keep starting him? Well, like just stop. Just stop doing it. Like just <laughs> save yourself the. Like they, he still did 22 starts. Like just save yourself the misery. Good God. All right, let's move on to the American League. Um, the, wow. I'm just, you know, I'm literally looking at that in real time. So I'm just reacting and it just blows my mind. Um, Leo, do you want to start off again?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, and actually, I'm listening to you. So I'm doing this the proper way. With one, I'm giving it to the Rangers. Uh, two points, I'm giving it to Seattle. Three, I'm giving it to the Angels. Uh, four, I'm giving it to Houston. And then Ave the a's, as the best rotation.
0: Uh, I have the exact same list. Um, yeah, no conversation with that uh, yeah
1: this a's rotation it's well one i think we talked about this pre-show uh rotations wise and bullpen stuff the al west is not the greatest but yeah. i think probably what the highest upside is the a's because it's like chris bassett was a complete breakout last year yeah um jesus is pretty much waiting in the rings if he can wings if he can show consistently show that stuff he's had he can easily be one of the best pitchers in the american league Um, and like Sean Maniah has shown a lot of great flashes of that stuff. Uh, Frankie Montas, we'll see if he can stay healthy. Um, there's a lot of potential with, with this rotation and especially playing majority of games in Oakland, that's going to help you out.
0: And there's a lot of depth in this rotation. Like we've been talking about for weeks about Dalton Jeffries and how, if, if he is takes that Mike fires fifth spot for a couple weeks while fires is, is rehabbing his injury. It's like, I'm not sweating it as opposed to like, maybe in the past, I'd be like, like, God, those are be two losses. If it's like, uh, what's the dude with the mustache's name again? I can't believe I forgot his name. Oh
1: God, uh, uh, Daniel, Goss. Daniel Magnin. Like yeah. when
0: when when Magnin would get brought up to do that, i should be like, oh. Yeah, fuck it's a great we're going
1: <laughs> it's gonna be a high scoring game. Like, yeah. Every time.
0: Um, but I mean, yeah, it's if even if Verlander's healthy, like I think the A's are still better. They're the only outlier in this whole division. Um. I think with pitching in general, with both these divisions, it's pretty much the Dodgers, the A's, and the Padres, and then everybody else just takes a massive drop down in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, do we need to, do we need to talk about this more? I mean, uh, well, actually, John,
1: give us I some say, insight on, on, I, on I the will Angels. I will say before John yeah. goes in, if Otani goes, and I think this can be a consistent theme as we keep going at this, if Otani goes nuclear and he actually becomes a legit ace and he's has like a uh, three five sub ERA throughout the season. He's healthy. I could. I'll push the Angels up to two easily, just because of how big of an X factor he is. But like, actually, and let me say
0: one more thing. I do like the Odorizzi. Um. Um. I never know how to pronounce the name. Take yeah. um Um. Uh, signing. Um. And Lance McCullers is back this year. Yeah. So there and are some Zach Greinke. They like they
1: they have the names. They have the but it's just like. You don't know what you're gonna get. It's kind of the same yeah. as the A's in
0: as, a way, but especially McCullough's coming back from time, John, we don't know. Yeah. All right, John. Yeah let's, yeah, let's get some. Let's get some angels. Well, inside.
2: no, I th- I'm with you guys on putting the A's number one. I think that they're the most consistent. I would feel the most confident in that rotation if, on any given night. Um, you know, speaking speaking to the Halos, like we, we got a bunch of guys on one year deals. Um, we have one year left of Dylan Bundy, who actually broke out with us last season because he was he good last away, year. He got away from freaking Baltimore. Is why <laughs> he actually had an offense behind him who could get him some some runs um but you're right julio in the sense that otani is the really big x factor because um everybody is crossing their fingers that he can stay healthy because he can do it on both sides. He can hit, he can pitch. Um, but the the pitching is interesting because he started out spring training really solid. Um, the last few days, he's just gotten a little bit wild. I guess he had a blister on Monday, which he said, I'm glad it finally fell off my finger. <laughs> so it's going to be uh, interesting to see him pitch on Sunday for Sunday night baseball against the white Sox too. So he's got a national game and I'm like, man, just take all the pressure off of Otani. Stop, stop, Putting him under the spotlight <laughs> until, but dude, until... <laughs> he's he's like a freak.
0: He's a he's a unicorn. Like yeah, he, like he's just everybody such wants a, to see him. He, yeah, and he's such a money maker for those networks. Like right. why? Like I like he, I mean, he's gonna have to get used to the pressure. To be honest with you, especially yeah. if he wants to keep playing both sides of the ball.
2: And he's coming in. He's coming into the season. It seems like he's handling things a lot better. Um, he he said himself like. I know that I stunk, and I know people expected more out of me, so I'm excited to show them what I'm capable of. Um, the Odor Izzy signing for Astros was interesting because I was really hoping that the A- Angels would um, would pick him up. But I got to looking at his stats next to somebody like Alex Cobb, and it was actually really comparable, um, yeah. which I was surprised because Cobb is not somebody who's ever stood out to me. Um, and so, yeah, I think for the Angels, just being middle of the road um, with you know Otani – being that x factor i think is a good assessment because um i think the
0: the pitching is always the problem with the angels it's
2: year after year um so yeah
0: and they've tried before so i don't blame them for like being a little like like hesitant like with cj um cj right cj wilson Anderson. or cj wilson. wilson damn it C. yeah C. wilson I actually um, Yeah, and anxious, then they got but, they got pretty burned on that. Like, I mean I I don't blame them. So I mean Actually CJ was coming off a really solid season with the Rangers. He and was. I, I, I that's why at, he just he just fell off after like half a season with, with the Angels. That's what I'm saying. Like that that deal at the time was worth it. Was definitely oh, worth yeah. it. I but then you, but it just didn't work out for you guys. If you look at his numbers more closely, we actually talked about this
2: on our show. Like I, I feel like the general consensus is that uh, he didn't that it wasn't worth it to us, but um, his record, especially in 2013, he had his best win-loss record with us. Um, he he did really well for us. I wish I had the stats with me, but um, those are worth a second look because um, CJ actually performed really well. But yeah, I mean, Artie just doesn't take a risk anymore with with pitching. He loves getting his big free agent hitter, um, as we all know. But but as far as pitching goes, it's like, come on, man, jump, like do something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He does love his hitters, Josh Hamilton. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I think we're pretty that set. That one sucked. <laughs> I think we're pretty set rotation-wise. Yeah. Any, any last words, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the pen. All right. Uh, pen. Let's go to the pen. Uh, I'll go ahead and start it off for us. I have, in the National League, I have the Dodgers 1. I have the Padres 2. I have 50 feet of crap. I literally wrote it in my notes <laughs> um, right there. 50 feet of crap. And. Uh, Diamondbacks, Giants, Rockies. I have the exact same list again. Yeah. It's just. Holy shit.
0: It is bad for those last three teams. It is brutal.
2: If I had done my homework, I would have the same list as you guys. Yeah, I think the the Diamondbacks
0: in particular are a lot of like, damn, like he's on that team like so like they're they're closers Joaquin Soria which is fine but like Joaquin Soria wasn't even a setup man he was end of the end of the pen guy but he wasn't even a setup man year.
1: that's know? what it was like my biggest thing was like oh cool they got some depth with the bullpen and sorry I'm like oh no he's closing
0: yeah he's like, their fucking closer bro
1: good luck like look I loved him he was great he I loved him look they're, they're a just gonna pull he's a closer a, anymore man he they're just gonna out.
0: pull a they're going to pull a 2014 World Series, they're going to ride Madison Bumgarner, but not just during the postseason because they won't make it. They're going to do it all season. He's going to pitch <laughs> every game. It's
1: going to be wild. That being said, um, yeah, it's really bad back there. But yeah, um, I think the Padres do have a ton of depth. I think the problem with me is, and it seems like it's kind of the consensus just from reading a couple beats about it, is like is uh, they're not really sure about the closer situation yet. Mm. Um, I know, like... Well, uh, Drew would you who, who, Pomeranz was closing for a minute. Yeah, a if it was your closing. if it
0: was your choice, Julio, who would you pick? Would you pick Melanson, or would you, or would you go with, or would you go with Pomeranz? Pomeranz used to be a starter, though. I don't know if I'm I'm comfortable with him at the um,
1: spot. Pomeranz has been pretty good, though. He's shown some good stuff. I like yeah. Pagan as well. Pagan throws. You know, we we Milio. had him in open for a short time. He throws some heat out there. The um, Mighty
0: Duck Band himself.
1: Emilio <laughs> But besides that, uh, yeah, Dodgers just still stacked. Even if Ken least, he, he was still pretty good. Even if if we just think of him as being like this really choke artist lately, he was still have had pretty good last year. And even if that doesn't work out, you know, they brought, they brought back Blake Trinan, in, um, uh, the bazooka, they have David Gavis. Price, Dave David Price. And then a couple of low key signings. They've got Corey Knapple from the Brewers, who was the old mm-hmm. closer before Josh Hader. And then, um, they picked up Tommy Canley from the Yankees, come back from Tommy John. So yeah, it, it's 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 still stacked. Still stacked. The selling the selling point for me
0: was Joe Kelly, and he he will fuck with anybody. And <laughs> so you don't fuck with him.
1: No. Go ahead, a, John. Sorry. Yeah, trying to get things.
0: Oh, no,
2: I'm with you guys on that. Like like I said, if I had done my homework, I'd, I think I would have come up with the same assessment. And, and again, I go back to the Dodgers. Like, you have David Price coming out of the bullpen. <laughs> That's how deep your starting rotation is and your bullpen. So, man, it's just going to be so hard to overcome those guys. Like, I, I'm excited for what the Padres can do, but ugh, I think the Dodgers are still the king of that division.
0: How long do you guys think that lasts? How long does, does David Price stick in the bullpen? Like oh, when man. do you think that? When do you think that they like give up on like Dustin May? Realistically, probably Dustin May because he was in the bullpen in the postseason last year, so he can probably he's used to that role. When do you think they're like let's switch it back?
1: I don't know. Well, because David Price was a reliever. Like he started his career, his career when like in the O. Yeah. Rays he was like their prime reliever at that season. Their
0: like, World Series run, yeah.
1: Um, I don't know, man. It's it, they just seem like one of those teams where it's like. They're kind of just like you know the Warriors from five, four or five years ago, where you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll take a lesser role so I can, you know, I'm pretty much gonna be in a World Series, and like a David Price at this point in his career, you know, he's a Cy Young winner, he's a World Series winner, um, you know, we, there's gonna be debate if he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. We'll see what happens over the next five, ten years. It's like what else do you have yeah. to lose, man.
2: Yeah, I think he knows his role on this team, and I think that's important is to uh, know exactly where you belong. And for him, I, I saw an article. I forgot where I read it, but he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with coming out of the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, he, I was going to
0: say, I feel like he also doesn't give a shit because he's still getting paid like 20 million right. a year. Right, right. <laughs> I think this um, one's going to be pretty easy. Yeah, it's like it, this is 50 feet of crap. Um, this is the A's and then 50 feet of crap. It's like, I have the A's one, the Astros two, um, the Rangers three, the Angels four, um, the Mariners five. And I could be talked into switching around that list in any way, shape or form from two to five. Your microphone's on mute, Julio. So great job. Sorry. Uh, I have Texas one, (laughs) Seattle two, the professional over there,
1: angels three, Houston four, and then like A's five, but like, it's like miles ahead just because yeah man like yeah. we were so rosenthal. bummed out yeah like we were so bummed out about losing um liam we we're you know i was a little bummed about losing Soria, but then it's like cool we're plugging in um trevor rosenthal and sergio romo and then also we're bringing in Adam eric another lefty just the, so did like you guys bring,
2: did you guys bring back uh Yusmero marrow petite
1: yeah we did yes nice. and nice. back i love there. that guy and um, birch
0: smith is healthy again bad He's virtual
1: right first one of the season <laughs>
0: It, like so like like John we we were talking about it like i think two podcasts ago um um pretty much when you lose you know when you lose what i think was the best closer in the league in Liam, Liam Hendricks yeah um which realistically you're not going to pay him his 30 million dollars or whatever they they historically never pay closers also right the next they got the next best thing they got the best available closer on the market arguably a top 5 closer last year in the league yeah, he absolutely. was fantastic. So it's like, it was like a, a definitely a oh, and then like when that happens, like oh okay, like it was just like an instant like like right back up. You guys um, had
2: such an interesting off season because it was like all right, A's like. Hello, wake up. You yeah. know, like poking them with a stick, and Dude, then all at once, it just came. If, all the pieces fell. We didn't
0: place. do a pod for like a month and a half because we had nothing to talk about during the off. Or we would do and pods then, and it would just and then, be then, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> then and then our first one back because they made like five moves in like seven days. It was like two and a half hours long because right. there's just so much shit.
1: Now, but yeah, yeah, it's the depth is da- is there. It's just like if things line up the way they have been the last couple of years with their, with their bullpen, like I, I think this is probably going to be like the best bullpen in the American league. Like the only team you can really see being a competition is maybe like Tampa and New York, but it's like, yeah, they don't have yeah. a, they don't have a, if the guys kind of pitch to where they have in the past, like they don't really have a hole.
0: Yeah. Um, quick March Madness update. UCLA just beat Michigan. So oh, they're going for four.
1: Ooh. Oh, that's, yeah, ah. that's awesome.
0: Beat them by two points.
1: Um. All right. Do you, should we move on to additions? Uh, John, you gotta think real quick. I know A's, or Angels. Bolton, oh yeah. Sorry. They added. Sorry. sorry. We got some pieces. And you, yeah, you we got
2: could. right. Rice Uh, we got in a trade with the Reds, and I was actually surprised at how sneaky good he was in terms of closing. Like he's up. He was up there with Hendricks and Rosenthal last season. It was like what the heck. Um. And we gave the Reds Noe Ramirez, who was uh the only reliever on our team who would actually throw at the Astros for uh. Uh, taking out Jonathan Lucroy in 2019, <laughs> um, but uh, they actually just released Noé Ramirez. So we and then we got him back on a minor league deal. So we essentially didn't give anything up for our closer. But on Monday, you guys, they brought in uh, Steve Cishek, and um, I'm trying to think of the the other two pieces that they brought in. But basically, they just they added a bunch of depth, and they actually were not afraid to move somebody like Ty Buttry, who has been good in the past and he's he got options. So he is gonna start in the minors, um, or at the alternate side, I guess. Uh so I, I, I what I like about what's going on with the Angels right now is they're it doesn't seem like they're messing around with like, you know, keeping guys around who don't need to be there. Yeah. Or maybe need some more time in the minors. All that to say like I feel pretty comfortable with the moves that they made on Monday night um, just to add some depth because I think what we're going to see across the board in the majors is um, because these guys have to cover so many more innings than last season and they aren't quite as stretched out, I think we're going to see a lot more injuries. And so I think the more pieces that every team in MLB has to play with, um, they're, they're just looking for depth and, and bodies to fill those roles. And I think that's kind of what the Angels did here. Um, so they, I, they brought up their... Uh, their war in terms of bullpen uh, to like 2.6 which is way up from wherever I forgot where it was before but it, it was like a huge boost just by adding those three guys on Monday so yeah you know middle of the road I think um I'm I'm more confident than I have been in past seasons so <laughs> it'll be interesting
1: <laughs> and that gives a great segue into our next topic which was Hey-o. offseason additions wow look at that I didn't even know uh, <laughs> so for the National League I have the Rockies with one point the Diamondbacks for two points, the Giants with three points, the Dodgers with two points or four points, and then uh, Padres just knocked it out in this off season. So I had them <laughs> taking the every. We keep on like,
0: <laughs> we keep on copying each other with our NLS. So I have the exact Were same. We're looking thing. over
1: my shoulder when I was doing this, just virtually yes. looking over my shoulder.
0: <laughs> yes, I was. Is it all Did you write Julio's
2: name at the top as well?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just like. Uh, I mean if if you were to do Bauer, then like they would win. But then it's like, oh, that's right, the Padres got Darvish and Snow win. Like it's just like that was it. It was it was that was that was the selling point for me. So Dodgers got an ace and then the Padres got two aces. It's just wild. And the rest were like and I don't know, they're underwhelming, but I think Tommy Lostello fits with the Giants really well, which is the reason why I put them above um, the backs and the Rockies, and then the Rockies lost their best player, so you get you oh, lose points. Pathetic. You lose points yeah. for me. Yeah, they get <laughs> yeah, negative
2: points
1: yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah, getting, picking up La um, Alex Wood. I'm I'm interested to see what he can do. Again. And Alex like, Wood, just, yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of just like this is kind of his last shot. Um, and yeah, they, it, they've it's kind of they built a team where like there's not really a terrible person in a spot, where there's like a real big flaw. But I think the one low key signing. Um, it was re- super overshadowed because of um, the Snell and Darvish deal. Was I'm probably gonna butcher this name? Ha Seong Kim. He was the uh, South Korean player that he just came over for the KBO. And like during his time in the KBO, he was just like an absolute monster. Take it with a grain of salt, just because KBO has historically been a very offensive driven as. I'm sure we all watched a bunch of KBO last season. Um, it's very <laughs> say they drib-
0: they usually do pretty well, don't they? But yeah, I guess it's only in the offensive end. Yeah, uh, very often transitioning driven, wise.
1: Um, and like pitchers, not as much. So uh, outside of like, um, uh Jim Ryu, but yeah, I think he could be an X factor because like Jay Cronworth did great last year, and that's as a second baseman as a Rook. But if you have a guy who really was super comparable in, in another league, like why not take that shot?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Now let's go to the American League West. Well, did uh, well, hold
0: on. did did you have any thoughts on that, John? Oh um, man, Disney? I just
2: there. You know, there was so much starting pitching available out there in terms of trades and free agency, and and San Diego nabbed them all up. So mm-hmm. I was very, I was a very bitter Angel fan. <laughs> yeah, and Joe Musgrove too. We did him. <laughs> Joe Musgrove. Up. Yeah, oh, that was Jesus. another one we were looking at. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Padres definitely win that one, one, hundred
1: percent. So. American League West at one, one point, Rangers. Uh four uh, two points, I have Seattle, three, I have Houston, uh four I like the Angels, and then I gave the ace five. Just I think let's see. is he already the same. I, same I'm role. the same,
0: but I swapped the Mariners and the Rangers. Um oh. I I didn't I mean maybe the Mariners I I don't know. I mean I didn't recognize anybody. So um they brought I'd back James
1: like Paxson, that. who That's not an addition a, though. Yeah, no, he is. He came back from the Yankees. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, oh yeah. Oh shit, you're yeah, right. Yeah, but um, <laughs> got him back for cheap. He had oh, his. Oh fuck, he, he was, was on the in the
0: Yankees for like the past two years. Yeah, isn't totally yeah. that crazy?
1: And um, yeah. yeah, just I'm interested to see if like he can kind of reclaim some of that magic back because that somehow always happens. Um, yeah. But just see, Texas didn't do anything. To me, Texas. I think Texas might be the. Mm, there's gonna be some yeah, pretty agent teams this year. They, Hold on, they
2: traded they traded Lance Lynn to the White Sox. I don't know who they got in return. Dane Dunning. Was anybody? Or or no. Yeah, Dane oh, okay.
0: Dunning. I was gonna. Didn't they get Dane Dunning and uh, who else? I'm looking up their roster right now. It's gonna be Chris a, Davis. A sad. They're they're yeah. not gonna be a Chris good Davis team at all. and David Dahl, right? Or was David Dahl on their team last year?
1: No, they they signed him as a free agent.
0: Yeah. Besides look, I felt like I feel like anyway, we take those, too much time. Those Talk small about the moves. Those small <laughs> moves I, Yeah, David not gonna be a fun from the fucking from the Rockies. Rangers. Yeah. I mean they're <laughs> the, again, the it, it you know, there wasn't uh, the Angels actually made made some interesting moves, but like the the yeah. A's just like they overwhelmingly made moves that it's just like it's how do you not put them at first? None, and at yeah, some
1: spots know. it's an upgrade. Like I think Mitch Moreland's an upgrade right now over Chris Davis. Yeah. Um, Which it hurts to say because I of know. how
0: good of a dh he was for for three years but he's just been yeah. so bad the past two that it's just like you need to get a consistent guy in there to to Run. clean up the sign like, up those runners on base
1: yeah it's like tj mcfarlane cool well adam colerick you got another lefty coming out yeah, of that, and dude, then, yeah, and then i think romo and and soria are kind of a one for one um yeah and then rosenthal we'll see we'll see about that one but uh, yeah just they made a we'll lot see of- but I, you could argue that's a one for one too a lot of, yeah, but there was um yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of great moves. A lot I was really surprising what they did because it was really depressing at the beginning of the year on this podcast. Uh, but <laughs> dude, John, I thought the Angels made a lot of really at least rotation wise, yeah, they dude. made a lot of really comparable pickups.
2: Yeah, this is the this is the best um Offseason we've had in terms of pitching for a while. Um, I was not thrilled with Alex Cobb um, getting traded over to us until I saw that. I think what I think the bread and butter for him is going to be that ground ball rate and the defense behind him with Fletcher and Rendon and Iglesias. Uh, behind him. I think that's going to be a huge difference. I love uh, Jose Quintana, man. I think that he is looking to put in the work and bounce back. And I don't think he's going to be as good as he was, of course, with the White Sox. But at the same time, um, he's better than any other piece that we've had in a long time. And then again, um, trading basically nothing for Rysel Iglesias. And so yeah, so we haven't had uh, a solid closer in a long time. I think they tried Ty Butchery in that position. They tried Camber Drosian once. And the, the, the thing I like about what we've done is we got we let so many guys walk away from the bullpen and so it's just a completely different look save for a few guys that um I really like like uh I think Jaime Berea is going to be in there Julio and I have a great memory with Jaime Berea and and trying to get to the angel dot uh angel giants game while Brandon Belt fouled off 21 pitches or something <laughs> and set the record but uh yeah I, I'm I'm excited for uh, the pen, I think that they're way better shape than they've been in the last few years. And then out of nowhere, adding those three guys on Monday night was, was really solid. So, um, but I, again, I'm with you guys, I think middle of the road, maybe, maybe even two, um, uh, as far as additions, but, um, Man, I, 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 I like the one-year deals that they gave, just to to say, all right, like let's give it a shot, let's let's invest in what we can, and um, you know, see where it takes us in this year, and then when Albert's off the books, um, then then uh, we'll have a lot more money freed up. My my dream, you guys, is that. Albert Pujols is the player to be named later in the Dexter Fowler trade so that he goes back to St. Louis to <laughs> finish the career. That would be fucking great. Be such a <laughs> yeah, and we can kiss him goodbye. <laughs> but, and I got to thinking about it. The way that they love him is the way, the way that St. Louis loves him is the way that I feel like Angel fans love Mike Trout. So even if Mike Trout was terrible at the end of his career and had like two months left, I'd be like, yeah, bring him back. Why not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, one, before we kind of, close this out i think uh one low key signing i didn't realize until looking over this uh this seattle signed ken giles as their closer so i'm like oh interesting. Hey, oh interesting yeah again, yeah right <laughs> um so yeah there are some sneaky pickups over there but again i, did, I think it was just pretty overloaded uh chris it's time time for reveal our final numbers um i'll go ahead and lead off with the national league uh with the whopping four points the colorado rockies on last <laughs> nine points uh the San Francisco Giants at 11 points of the Arizona Diamondbacks. 17 points was the San Diego Padres. And then 19, I had the Dodgers winning the division. So I, uh,
0: I didn't do my math. So I'm trying to do it right now. One second. got it, um,
1: <laughs> I'll cover your ass for a second then. Honestly, I think the All right, I got it. Backs- I got it. I got, I got, ah, I got, I got it. The- hey. I got it for the NL.
0: I got to, a- I got to do it again for the AL. Um, I have the Dodgers in first with 18. I have the Padres in second with 17. I have the D backs in third with 11. I have the giants in fourth with nine and I have the Rockies in fifth with five. I actually didn't do the Rockies and in- Oh no, I did the Mariners in last place and everything,
1: but yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's I think I don't know. John, do you have any difference between 1 and 2 cuz that's pretty much what's going to be the difference maker. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you
2: know, it's it, it's going to be it's going to be Dodgers number 1 and Padres wild card.
1: <laughs> like um, If you if I had to pick a dark horse from this division, um even though I kind of talked about the it, it's not going to happen, but even though I talked about the Giants, I was, I was still leave the Diamondbacks. I think if you can pine get another season out of bad bum, um they have some pretty decent young guys at the top of the rotation as well um with like Merrill they need some Kelly. help in that pen though man they need yeah the pen's a little bad, worrisome man. obviously this isn't gonna happen because just the two teams in front of them are just the two best teams in baseball but in a crazy world where everybody gets tommy john and the dodgers then maybe <laughs> uh, god yeah who do you, would you agree with that chris how do you feel very dark horse um
0: uh with the dark horse
1: Um, no i guess i actually think it's the giants um
0: i i uh i just they they're 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 very con consistently above average in in their entire lineup and um they i think their rotation has a lot of veterans with with potential looking for bounce back seasons which is interesting um and uh, I don't know, man. I mean, again, they need to they need to find a way to bring runs in because none of their guys really have pop, and that's a problem for them. And I'm sure Giants fans are gonna use their stadium as a uh, excuse for that. But that you're just wrong. To I don't know Barry what Bonds. else to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just fucking wrong. <laughs> oh, triples alley, triples alley. I don't know, dude. Go fuck off. Like, like it's just that that that's not true. Like, there's people who can who can hit home runs in there. Buster Posey hit. 25 a season for his first four seasons like you just you it's just the guys that they have i think like yaz and 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 like and like what is it Wilmer Flores those are the only guys who
1: alex dickerson he got some pop does he hit home runs he can i don't know
0: wilmer flores was the guy i was thinking of um those are the only guys who really like hit above 20 home runs a season i love yaz though i think yaz could hit 30 this yeah, year it's gonna be awesome i don't know I, th- yeah. I think they'll be fun to watch. That's my course, and see yeah, see, yeah.
2: Where they, see where they end up.
0: Under the radar. I team. just think the NL is so tough. Yeah. Like for those for those uh, for those specific wild card spots because there's two like powerhouse two or three powerhouse teams that are probably going to get second place in the East or in 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 the West. So it's just like you're just kind of fucked. Yeah. Like
1: To be honest with you. Yeah. 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 All right. So with American League West, John, the reason we brought you here, uh, I have the Rangers. Let me down last- gently. Yeah. <laughs> I have the Rangers in last with four points, the Mariners in fourth with eight, the Angels in third with thirteen, the Astros in second with sixteen, and then I have the A's at nineteen points. Um, but I will say, um, Chris, is your is your math ready? If my math is ready. Alright, go ahead. Before we jump
0: Perfect this. 20, baby. I <laughs> called it last podcast, and it happened. Not even, I mean, kind of a joke. It's kind of a bit, but it's also not. <laughs> Perfect 20 for the A's, baby. Uh, in second place, I have the Angels with 12. That was shocking. Um, the Astros, or no, the Astros in second. Sorry, with 14. That was wrong. Um, uh-huh. The Angels with 12. Um, the Rangers oh, God, with 10, so and the Mariners with four. Yeah, sorry about that, John. Uh, um,
1: yeah. I think this is, this is might be like, Top to bottom, this might be like the best ace team with Bomo at the helm. Um, I, there's not like there's a lot of no. potential for a lot of these guys, and like, like no. dude, if if Matt Olson hits like forty plus home runs and Matt Chapman plays hits thirty plus in, you know rip, and they play excellent infield offense or defense, and the rotation comes along, like this is a super talented team.
0: I disagree. I I no. I I think two thousand fourteen pre pre Lester trade. We'll that, see, dude. We'll see. That, I, I, that was fucking be dirty,
1: um, but John, you got me.
0: you know when
2: the when the Pocota projections came out and you guys they had the A's in third. That didn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, they're stupid, and I and I I disagree with it. I think I think that uh, what I would like to see and what I feel confident in, I think that um, I think that the Angels and the A's are going to be competing for one and two, like pretty consistently. Over this season. Um, I, I think, I don't know. I don't believe in the Astros. I mean, especially. I don't
0: either, <laughs> but subconsciously, apparently, I do. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, you know, scoring it the way that you did, it makes sense to, for them to. And that was to the end point of this exercise, really. Yeah, yeah. It kind of gives you a. Uh, uh, it's more. <laughs> fact-driven than than feelings driven and and maybe i'm speaking feelings driven here but I, I really think that like it's going to be really competitive between the a's and the angels and i think it's going to be really exciting to watch honestly um you know you guys always give us a run for our money and and vice versa and and julio and i love texting back and
1: forth during those games so. <laughs> yeah now yeah, i bet i will say my dark horse would be the angels um but i think it, it all Absolutely. comes down to Otani. If Otani- yeah if Otani really comes that dude and he finally lives up to the hype, then yeah, man, I can see them going for this division because it's like, we've seen what he can do in blips. He is that good at times. And, um, it, it'll be hard to compete with the, he could, he could easily be the best pitcher in this division. If he really wants to be, if he can stay healthy and if he can show the sh- his sliders working, his fastballs going, but it's just like, it's a lot, it's a lot to ask for.
0: And it's all yeah. specifically on the pitching side. That's the whole thing. That's why Otani is so important. Is like if he can be that ace, then he's a game changer. Um, If he, you know, can't hit, it's not the end of the world. They have some decent talent over there to to put, yeah, yeah, to put offense on the board. But it's the pitching side; it's just so questionable that like I, I just he's so important I think they've been very very careful
2: especially when he came into the league in 2018 they were very careful about how they handled him you know it was like all right you're gonna pitch and then you're not gonna hit the day before or the day after but like yeah Madden has said no that the, there's, there's no kid gloves the gloves are off like Otani is gonna be in charge of his career um so I'm interested to see what that attitude brings to the table uh for this season because it's like you know let these guys be in charge of their own career and let them take you know the steps that they need to take to get better and show that show people what they're made of and i think otani is uh, ready to do that so it'll yeah. be interesting yeah i'm hopeful <laughs> i'm more hopeful than i've been when brad osmus was our manager good Ooh. god
1: <laughs> good times our um, last full season with that guy ugh
0: i think that's going to do it for this segment. Um, I don't know Julio. do you have anything more to add?
1: Um, no, that's pretty much it, but yeah, John, so glad you finally came on. I'm sure you're going to be on here here again and vice versa. Uh, before we go, go ahead and plug the show again, go ahead and give a little shout outs to what you guys got going on over there.
2: Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on, Chris and Julio. Um, yeah, it's uh, Super Halo Bros, a Los Angeles Angels podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter at Super Halo Bros. Find us on Instagram at Super Halo Bros. Um, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys having us on, and, and we'll definitely have you guys on our podcast yeah, we'll do we'll, we'll do
0: some cross episodes. Um, I like that. that once Over all the, vaccinated, the many a series. Yeah. Once
1: we're all vaccinated, back in Angel State. There we go. Getting some $5 Budweiser's, man. <laughs> Best beer in Are baseball.
0: they $5? I remember Dude, them being expensive.
1: $5 Budweiser cans.
0: That's what's up. And are they like the tall cans too? No. Come on. Oh. Uh. Okay. Well,
2: Fellas, I'm That's I'm true. going to uh, I'm going to Angels Astros on the fifth. So if you want me to, nice. If you have any messages for me to to give to the Astros, I'll be there to deliver I, them. I <laughs>
0: will be there um, on Thursday at opening day. So I'll tell them to fuck off before you, and then you can tell them <laughs> to fuck off again. Are they opening against Re- the A's? I didn't yeah, realize that. they are. It's oh, going to be fantastic. Man. I cannot wait. I love it. Um, all right. Well, thanks again, John. And uh, yeah, so everybody stick around. We're gonna do. Hulu are gonna do some um, like. Preseason bold predictions and some team predictions real quick, uh, then we'll close out the pod. So stick around and we'll be right back
1: And once again, just want to say thanks John good pal Can't wait to be back in Angel Stadium with them. But yes, that is a true story. Chris We were at one of the longest at bats in baseball history where I was like, yeah, Brandon Belt hit like 21 foul balls off. But it was also one of the saddest games I've ever seen. Because I saw a guy blacked out drunk in right field, in, burning in the sun. And his fa- he was so drunk, his family just left him there.
0: Wow. That's just sad. I hope
1: I'm never that guy. Um... Yeah. And it got to the point where we left the section. We told security, I'm like, hey, uh, you need to go in real
0: time how long was that at bat like was it like 15 minutes
1: let me tell you this so we're driving from again la freeway talk um i'm sure larry and uh, Goprin really hated that from last night but uh we were coming over from like uh pomona area so we were like by uc or we're by cal poly pomona because we're we're Mm -hmm. running late and by the time the at bat finished um, we were by like raging water okay? So it was like a good 10 15 minutes. Damn, and it was like we might get there. The games might be Did Brandon Belt lead by. off? Is he the leadoff hitter? Yeah, because remember, okay. there was it was uh 29 2018, 2019, 2018, where he was like hitting leadoff for some reason because the Giants were like, I don't know what the fuck we're That's
0: doing weird, hmm. anyway.
1: Um, all right, let's get into
0: some um, season predictions and uh, we'll wrap this bad boy up, yeah?
1: Bold predictions. Um,
0: let's start with... Yeah, let's just start with that. Let's start with who we think our season MVP is going to be um, for the A's. Um, do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? Yeah, go I ahead. have Mark Hanna. It. I think Mark Hanna is hugely important to this team on both sides of the ball and in the clubhouse. So I know that Alex talked about how it's going to be like a combination of guys filling that leader role for uh, Marcus with like, you know, Chapman was the vocal leader and uh, Chad Pinder was a a kind of like a quiet leader. Um, The guy who has been, I mean, uh, I guess Jed is kind of the guy now that's been there longest since he's back. But the guy who actually has been there longest without 10 years difference in the middle is Mark Hanna um he came with Marcus when um uh same season uh off season came over uh kind of when the team was making that rebuild and they were kind of building around Marcus and he was one of the guys they're gonna like kind of put next to him um he's gonna be our leadoff hitter this year I think his plate discipline is gonna be very important as a leadership uh factor for the young guys because we strike out a lot and it looks like we're still striking out a lot which is a problem um so yeah, I think he's going to be hugely important in his uh, his defensive versatility in the outfield with um with injuries. That another thing about Cannon, he's Mr. reliable. The guy's never fucking hurt damn near, knock on wood. Um and and uh for him, you know, he can just plug into any of those spots out there and and cover for guys. So, yeah, I think he's going to be our MVP. And and I'm doing this in terms of like the actual word value, not like our best player. Um like the the player that we are going to value the most this season.
1: I love it. I love that pick. I wasn't expecting him, but yeah, um, there's been, you know, a talk all spring training just about him being in the leadoff role. And we know how much of like an on base monster he is. And I believe it was, was it 2018, 2019, where he hit like 25 home runs? Like, if he can get that offensive production and the leadoff role, like, fuck, like that's going to be excellent. And um, I'm interested to see what he's going to be doing with uh like the base dealing aspect of it all he's never been that kind of guy but i know elvis bases man yeah but but like historically elvis andrews has been like an awesome base dealer so like and i'm sure and there were some talks earlier i think alex coffee actually wrote about it or um, one of the beat reporters i'm pretty sure it's her because i'm reading some of your stuff um but like matt chapman was getting a lot of pointers about stealing bases because he's got like deceptive Mm -hmm. speed and then um canna could potentially do that so it'll be really cool um i love the choice For me, uh, I'm going Matt Olson. I think last year was a bit of a, we all know, disappointment season. He still had the power, but his average, he is not a 220 hitter like he had been. And if you looked at previously in his career, he hasn't been that. Um, I could, it looks like he's fixed whatever problems he had when it came to hitting in this past offseason. He had an excellent spring training. And it shows me that, like, I think he's ready just to really prove himself. Um, I could, like, I could see him. Breaking out to the point where it was like, you know, his Jose Abreu last year. Jose Abreu has always been pretty good, but then he turned into like another level MVP season. Yeah. And with Matt Olson, if he can hit 40 home runs, if he can hit 280, 100 RBIs and play Gold Glove defense like he has been, especially with the rest of that defense in the infield, I wouldn't be shocked if he's MVP. I know we were jo- we were joking about it with Robbie, um, Robbie Schleider. Shout out to the Ford Train Savages. Um, I think he, he could be the MVP this year. If he really hits on all those like parts that make him great, Like, I think he's going to be the he's guy. He's
0: just so streaky, man. And like, he's got to cut that shit out if he really wants to be an MVP because MVP conversations are just so streaky as well. They're all over the place. And if you're consistent and you're helping your team win and they're in first place all season, that's going to be a good case for those riders to vote for you in actual MVP and also be the best player on the team. Like he, it, that shit drives me crazy. He's just gotta be consistent. If he's consistent, then yeah, he definitely can do it. I think he's a good, I think he's probably the number yeah. one contender pick the season for people who are out there who wanted to pick this award. Cause he's having such a great spring. He's hitting the shit out of the ball and um, he's hitting for high average. So, and, and he's definitely had a rough season last year and it's time to turn around. And, and also, a lot of pressure on him because to kind of be the 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 main the main dog because Matt Chapman's coming off of an injury. We don't know what he's going to be this year and we don't know if he can you know come back so quickly. But
1: yeah. Dude, he hit 36 home runs in 127 games in 20. I know, I know. No, I I, like, I I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. It's just yeah. Um all, right. um all right, let's
0: move on to Cy Young or best pitcher, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, I think this is Lozardo's year, man. I really do. Um, I And we always see young pitchers like this. They have, like, a breakout rookie season, and then it's, like, their third season or fourth season that they really just fucking, like, you know, catch up with the rest of the pack. And I think that's going to be this for for him. Like, I could see him winning, like, 18 games with, like, a mid-two ERA. It, I, I, I really do. I really – and especially a full season in, too. Um, and uh, with, with Bassett kind of, like – being the ace and taking the pressure off him. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm all in on Lazardo this year.
1: Yeah, it totally agree. I had his, written run down as well. Um, shout out to Jake Deakman. Cause I feel like he's also going to be somebody who's going to be super important in that setup role. And if Rosenthal ever slips in the season, like he has a couple times in his career, we know we're confident with like Jake Deakman taking that closer role. Um, but yeah, Jesus is, uh, his ERA hasn't been the best in spring, but the K's are up. Um and if that turkey sub really is as delicious as it looks to the uh, opposing hitters, then man, we're gonna be having some great shit coming from him just because like he's gonna be throwing 97, 98 and then coming back with you with a 65 mile mm-hmm. per hour curveball. Like, what are you gonna do with that? Like, how how are you gonna kind of mentally prepare for that? And I think another factor with this too, I don't know how good this we had a whole preview talking about the West. Uh, I don't know how good this division's going to be offensively. I think Texas is going to be Yeah, he's going to dominate year. these fuckers except um, for like maybe the Angels and kind of the Astros. Yeah, um you know, Houston, we'll see a full year not cheating what's going to happen. Seattle's not there yet. I think next year yeah. in a couple more years they're going to be they've a really good core growing. Um but he, he looks like the guy's ready. If he stays healthy, if the he can be consistent and not give up like a ton of walks like he had last season, um yeah, I don't I he's going to be lights out. Yeah. I can't wait to see him pitch. All
0: right. So, um we'll do breakout candidate and then we'll um talk about the betting side of it. Um so my breakout candidate, I don't see this one's going to be tough. This one was tough for me cuz I don't necessarily know if there is a breakout candidate. So like it was kind of a reach for me, but I think Shawmanaya um he had a really good rookie year. He had an injury-ridden um, second year, so we didn't really get to see his full potential. Um, and then last year he was up and down, and he figured it out second half. He's coming off an injury, so I get it. But I think you know, you so saw him puck in and, and Lazardo are the future of our team rotation-wise. Um, I really think he's gonna cement himself as that number two guy. I really do. There's two lefties at the top of the rotation is nasty. Um, yeah, so it was. T- it was. I c- it, I couldn't think of like a really like. Clever one, but that one, that one was mine. I like Sean. I like. He's
1: funny too. Buddy Rito. <laughs> uh, I I once he got hurt, the spring training hype went down. Um, I got Chad Pender. Uh, he's in a I good position to do that. Seeing him, you know, being the new second. Yeah, season. he's in the position to do it. Uh, yeah, um, I think he's. We he came in the clutch. He we wouldn't have gone into the LDS if it wasn't for him hitting the you know, the go-ahead runs in the yeah. wild Card games. And I think the team so... I think the team, and B- Bomo specifically, is so confident with him that he's going to be out there every day. Um, whether it's going to be on left, if if Piscata needs a rest in right, we're going to He's put him killing in, him second, in the spring. He deserves to be out there every day. Excellent spring. If Elvis gets hurt, you know, we can slot him in there, and it's going to probably take him a few more days for him to adjust. But um, I think if he can really hit if he can hit like you know 20 home runs and have play have hit like 260 and like play some like solid defense he could be a huge x-factor i think if you look at all these great teams over these last few years uh you think about the dodgers with guys you know like kike and and jock peterson you think of um well just like more of those so the utility all like you know the kind of like the blueprint of it all um those teams will have those kind of Great players in those positions. Um, there's a reason why they're great, because they have the depth and he has that potential to be there. Um all of his home for some reason, man, all of his home runs just are absolute yeah bombs. He just hits it's it wild. so hard, and that's and a he's like thing. small
0: too, so you don't expect and it.
1: And that's gonna be pretty interesting to see because it's like John talked about it earlier. Uh the Angels infield defensively is gonna be really good. We know Houston's gonna be Defensively, even that infield. Um, uh, Seattle's got some pretty good guys defensively in the infield as well. So when you have somebody like that who's going to make pure hard contact every at-bat, uh, it's going to be a difference maker. So I'm excited for him. I really hope he really steps up. He kind of deserves a spotlight. Yeah. We've been talking about him for so long. And um, I think this could be a season where he really kind of goes over the top with it. I dig it. I dig it a
0: lot. Um, I mean, the, I had a right feeling you it. were
1: gonna pick that, which is kind of why I wanted to steer away
0: from it, because um, I think he's the only obvious candidate. You know, uh, maybe like I don't know, Kai Tom. Yeah, but but when when Loriano comes back, I mean, he's not gonna have as well, much. Well, Laure-
1: no, Loriano is back, but it's just like he's not gonna be an everyday guy. So it's oh, Loriano's like, back. Someone's gotta Laureano go out back? for him to get that. T- Oh, last week. Okay, yeah, cool. I think. Yeah, but like he's mm. somebody has to get her for him to get his opportunity. Whereas yeah. Pender, the opportunity is going to be there for him as long as he's just yeah. performs.
0: Um. All right. So Caesar's William Hill sportsbook has the A's at um eighty six and a half wins this season. That is a truss. That is That was just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um. This is my opinion, at least. Um. I have them going way over. 86 wins. I don't know what do you, especially in the division that's like not good. Like, how do they have 86 wins? Like, this is like if you're a, if you're a better, yeah. like make that futures bet right now. I wonder what the odds are. I'm gonna look it up while you talk.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna look it up and I'll talk. It's weird. I feel like if you're a uh, like a consistent better, I feel like the A's would be your favorite team when it comes to futures because it's like it, it seems like year after year they getting these kind of lowest projections. Um, but like, I think why they'll get over that 86 mark is like just the depth of rotation. Yeah. Um, I say more, not necessarily a depth, but more so like the consistency of it. There's not really any guys that you see on there. Like man, yeah, Mike fires, will have a start or two where he kind of blows himself up, but we know what we're going to get out of him. He's a historically five ball pitcher playing in Oakland. Um, you know, as we talked about how high he's going to be on there. Um, and just the offense again, there's not really many holes. If, Matt Chapman, kind of, even if he regresses to what he was last season, which was kind of a fluke because he was injured, um, his defense is still going to save him there. It's like Elvis Andrews, same thing. Jed Lowry, if he gets hurt, well, cool. You know, Tony Kemp has been a pretty serviceable guy last season. And then Chad Pender, we know he can do it second as well. Um, And plus, like Sean Murphy looks like he's going to be the man. So, yeah, I don't see like, There's so they're just a really deep team. So to have them at 86 and a half, maybe just because they don't really have the names yet outside of the mats. I think on a national scale, if you're just kind of a more casual baseball fan, you may, you may not know about how great Chris Bassett last was last season or about um, the hype for Sean Murphy. Like fuck, probably the third most well-known ace player for the rest of the country is probably Ramon. And that's because he had yeah. a fight yeah. And, and because
0: he's a highlight um, reel with his arm.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Did you find the odds? No, yet?
0: I can't find them. I'm looking on Bovada and I can't find them. So I just Googled it and it looks like, um, yeah. Okay. So ESPN has it. Let me just go scroll down. Um,
1: so, so they're 18 to one
0: bet. for, oh, it, 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 it moved. Um, it moved to 87 and a half. It, it went up, so th- that means that there's been some action on on 86, uh, or on the over. Um,
1: so yeah, it's at it, uh, my mg. Um,
0: it's at yeah. uh, it's at yeah, it's at 18 to one now. Um, to win the AL, they're nine to one. It opened at plus 850. Fuck, down so much. Um, it's not that anymore.
1: Um, yeah, go ahead. Bad MGM. Um. 86 and a half over is -125. Um uh, under is 105. So in your perspective, how would a under like what would make them hit the unders? What would happen where should uh, Chapman apart? besides in besides injury, besides injury. Oh. I
0: don't have a, I don't have a good one. I, do, I literally don't. Well, Altuve Uriel and um Bregman apparently don't need cheating to be good baseball players, but even that, I, st- I mean, they probably still hit like eighty nine wins. I would say at least with just with how shitty the rest of the division is. Like, no offense, John, but like your team ain't that impressive. Like, I don't know what to say.
1: Um, a two two couple of factors is if the bullpen starts showing their age. I think we we got some older dudes there. We got Petit. We got Romo, but we have depth um, to fill those spots. Nope. But yeah, but it, it's like I'm saying, I don't think it's gonna happen. But like, if it happened, what would you think would happen? Why? Well, no, I get what you're happen? saying. I just like, can't I think, think, think some, of a
0: rational one. I feel like are you're reaching with that one.
1: But the, the other thing is, um, if our rotation's not ready, if Puck comes up, he's not there yet. If Lazardo's inconsistency puck isn't expected to be part of the rotation though regresses yeah but yeah but just if you're going to be there if like fires just keeps giving up bombs that's the only way i can see them kind of going 86 and half because offensively they've never been a high average team but they've always been getting on base they hit for power to me it really just relies on like if this happens i don't think it's not going yeah to,
0: i don't right? i don't mean to be dismissive because i know you yeah. want it to be a talking point but like it's just like it's absolutely atrocious like that, that that like that there's nothing i can think of other than injuries like there's literally nothing like it because i feel like the rotation the young rotation has proven last year that they are that good
1: i don't mm-hmm. know you know what it is um it's kind of to me what's happening because I think I didn't see what the Astros were at, but I'm assuming they have them as the favorite and that MGM. Um, I think it's just kind of like the legacy effect because it's like, I've, I, mean, I know you've, you've gambled pretty consistently. Yeah. As the well. Astros are at for the Astros like, are at
0: 88 wins. Yeah.
1: Okay. Not a lot. Okay. No, I don't think, I don't think um, Vegas feels too
0: think... highly of this division. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, but I think it's kind of the legacy thing because again, you, we both kind of gambled consistently still, uh, and did it. Tonight. It's like, the, well, look at the warriors. If you yeah, look at the warriors betting over the last, all oh, this past season, there's some lines when you're like, that's way too favorite for the warriors. When we know like it's, we've watched enough warriors basketball. like, it's, they're going to lose this yeah. game kind of thing. I think it's just because of that legacy, because I think they're more playing on like the dummies. who are like, Houston Astros. Yeah. Okay. I think that's more it's more it's like because reality is, I think if you talk to people who really know their shit and pay attention to baseball, they're going to tell you, like, yeah, this I think they're going to really win yeah. this
0: division. Yeah. Um. All right. I think that'll do it. Do you have any other things you? Oh, you want to uh, you want to
1: predict how many wins? Yeah. So uh, I have so what we're going to do right now, we're going to say our win total. And then we'll talk playoff projection after we talk about our division winners. It'll take a couple moments. But I have the A's winning 95. I'm
0: winning 96. So I, I've made it a little conservative. I don't think they're going to win quite the um, 100 games like they have in the past. <clears throat> but, yeah, I have 96 because um I think that's reasonable for a division winner. Yeah,
1: I don't know. And, and I think just the bottom of that division, those bottom two, I think they're going to be pretty yeah. bad unless, you know, Marco Gonzalez is is going to be the kind of the outlier with Seattle, but it's like I think they're probably going to be able to beat up on this. I teams also don't think they're as good as they were again, last year.
0: Like last year in a full season I would have said like oh, like 97 wins and they might hit 100 again. But yeah, I just don't I don't think they're as dominant as the rest of the league as like they were in 2019. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, before we finish, we're going to do one quick recap of our division winners. So for me, for the American League, I have the Yankees winning the East, the White Sox winning the Central, and then the A's winning the West. And uh, my two wild cards, I um, th- th- there's no number behind it, but uh, I'm taking Tampa and Houston. Um. So
0: this is also based on the exercise, so that everybody knows. Uh, I have yeah. the the based Rays winning exercise. the. Wait, which one are we, are we doing? The NL first or the AL? AL, I'm AL doing the Rays winning the East. Hold on, i got to flip through this. It's all in my nice little black book that Jessica thought was cute. Um, um, yeah. Tell Katie I'm cute. Um. <laughs> then I have the White Sox winning the Central. Uh, <laughs> come on, this is a bit. We can keep going with it. <laughs> and then I have uh, the A's winning the West.
1: And then your Wild Cards. Um, oh, fuck. You can just list them off. Oh, I don't have to
0: go by the numbers. Oh I don't know. Um, I would I would I would go with the um with the Yankees, obviously. Um and then um I don't know. I think I'm gonna stay in division. I'm gonna go with the Jays. I think the Jays have a chance. Um I like the young talent they have. And I don't like anybody in the central really. I think that I think it's I think it's the White Sox. Maybe the Twins, but the twins I feel like the twins' time's past. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then for the National League, make sure to start looking at the, oh. your little black book over there. For the National League, I have the Dodgers winning the West. I have the Brewers winning the Central. The Mets winning the East. And then uh, my opinion, the two wild cards are going to be the Padres and the Braves. So I
0: have um, the Mets winning the East. I have the Brewers winning the Central. Um, and I have the Dodgers winning the um winning the uh, West and then I'm, I'll take the the um the Padres and uh um and the uh Cardinals winning the uh, the or going to the wild card. Cardinals over yeah. the Braves. Oh. Okay. No, just kidding. Braves. Hold on, let me make sure <laughs> right. I read so this we're, right. We're yeah, I only have the Braves at 16 points. What the fuck? Yeah, the Braves definitely with home field advantage. I don't agree with yeah. those, by the way. The Braves are gonna win the East. So I don't agree with that.
1: That's just what my subconscious does. Yeah, but it, that's that's this is look, sir, this is the exercise. It's the exercise this is that is I came up with you're, did right, these you're projections. right. Gun to my yeah. head. All right, now. The last thing. Chris, give me one, your ace playoff prediction, and two. Your World They're going to lose in the
0: ALDS because they always do um, until the A's prove me wrong and win an American League Division Series. This is going to be my prediction for this podcast every single year. This is cynical, but it's a fact. I'm tired of losing in this first round. I guess we didn't lose in the first round last year. I'm tired of losing in the American League Division Series. I'm fucking tired of it as an A's fan. I don't want to see it anymore. you got to prove me wrong for me to be a believer. Julio. Oh,
1: my World Series – Uh, uh, Actually, I like this. I like this. I like this instead. Um, I have them losing in the ALCS. I I think unless a really drastic trade happens, maybe that'll change my story. There is a CBS. They're like, what's your bold prediction? CBS Sports. I don't remember who the writer was, but they're like, oh, the A's are going to trade for Trevor Story. Dalton Jeffries
0: looking deadline. like but, more and more like some trade bait. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> Who called that right. one?
1: This guy. Anyways, yeah, I have them losing the ALCS. I just, I, I think at the back of it, of the rotation, just the firepower is not there mm. yet. Um, but I, I think this team's gonna be awesome. I think they're a really good team. All right. So that being said, Chris, give me a world. I T-shirt like prediction. the White
0: Sox losing to the Dodgers. And the Dodgers going back to back, I think. But I think that the best series we're gonna see all season is an NLCS against the Dodgers, and the Padres. Oh no, they would face in the NLDS, wouldn't they? Fuck, that sucks.
1: Yeah, just yeah. It's, the it's best kind of series will be in the happen, NLDS. But.
0: That's a bummer. But um, and that'll be their toughest challenge, and then they'll just walk through the rest. Um, and I would say the Dodgers in six. Um, I just think the White Sox are too. Um, Young, um, and I think the White Sox will get there as a fluke. I think that everybody will be shocked when they beat the Yankees in the ALCS. All right, what about you? <clears throat>
1: um, I have the Yankees going against the Dodgers as well, um, and I have the Dodgers like Dodgers and yeah. six. Um, to me, it's one of those things where it's like they finally got over the hump. They finally won. They know what it's like. And I, I think now is just, we're kind of fucked for the next three years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And their talent. It, that I being mean, said, yeah. yeah. they got better. It's insane.
1: That being said, I can't wait till we're both wrong and the Oakland A's sweep through the entire playoffs yeah. to win the World Series for the first time since 1989, yeah, the baby. They'll make it
0: past the LDS DS since 2006. <laughs> Well, you're right. I shouldn't end the I shouldn't end the Alrighty, podcast man. on cynicism. Syn- Let's go World Series, no, baby! Uh, actually, Drunk on no,
1: hype. World Series. I think before we finish, um, I'll do my typical sign off. How are you feeling for your first A's game in attendance in over pumped. a year and a half? This is the first Fucking time pumped. you're going to be at a game as a podcast host, where I feel like we're a little more of the community. Like, dude, holy shit! Fucking it's happening!
0: Pumped! Cannot wait. Um, I hope I run into some old friends there. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going with some old friends, but I hope I run into other old friends. Um, I cannot wait to talk shit to the Astros the entire time. Um, Oh, where are you sitting? Where are you sitting by the way? To, I'm on the upper deck. That was the only thing that was available when we bought the tickets. Cause the pods, they have to like spread you out. Um, hold on. I have right here. Uh, section 205 it's like um it's like right field um but not in right field it's like uh i would say between the bullpen and and the right field uh wall does that make sense yeah it's like a lo- it's like along the um along the uh, foul line um uh, but well, yeah very excited
1: then our next pod, we're actually going to have live baseball yeah, talk. Thank you, be awesome. gone wait, because
0: basketball, the Warriors are sucking. and starting to, I mean, they won the other night, but it's yeah, been fun. brutal. All right. We Thanks are going to end the podcast. We'll see you guys next week. I will have live reports of all the um, absurd things that I called Jose Altuve. I um, will report back. Actually, Ooh. maybe. Write it down. No, I might Write bring some sound. Me. I might bring my uh, my recorder with me and record some stuff.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I like, um, I
0: like that. So we'll see you next week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review our podcast. Because the more you like it, the more you share it, the more we can get paid to do this, and the more we can do it. Um, last but not least, Julio.
1: That's so great to actually say this. I have it mean something. Let's go, Woo! Oakland, baby! Woo!
0: The town tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal (laughs) and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso and a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal for composing and producing our theme song, as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.